thinking about making a move to your next chapter? It's a tough one. When you're ready to move on to a new project, a role, or business that looks very different from the one you're in now, it can feel pretty impossible. You might be at a standstill because you're not sure if it's the right move. Every fear in the world creeps in, and you stay put because it seems harder to take that big step forward. But it doesn't have to be so scary. Let's make it easier on you, yeah? Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I'm going to do a little magic trick for you. Because I've experienced terrible, horrible, no good, very bad things while I've been building businesses. And then, just like that, I turn those experiences into the best stories, the craziest anecdotes, and the most cherished learning lessons for you to hear. How do I know so many magic tricks? Because I run the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. It's called The Founding Moms. And we're always looking for women who want to get better at marketing, branding, and sales. Is that you? Then join us at FoundingMoms.com. This week, I'm roping my good friend Sean Hayes into this episode to show you how moving from one chapter to the next can be done. He's the expert. Spoiler alert, I call Sean my good friend because I'm a huge fan. We don't actually know one another, but we will. See what I did there? It's my firm belief that we all have untapped talent waiting to be tapped, and that we could all be a little bit more like Sean Hayes. I was talking with a mom entrepreneur last week about the evolution of actor, comedian, musician, producer, and podcast host Sean Hayes because his evolution throughout the chapters of his life have been fascinating to watch, and because he's a lot like us. To give you a bit of backstory, I fell in love with Sean when I first saw him on Will and Grace. Remember this hilarious scene from that TV show when he figures out he's addicted to caffeine? Hey friends, lovers, mothers, and other strangers, you're never gonna believe what happened to me. Oh my God, did you see that? I almost did a half Nelson. I almost bruised my delicates, my delicates, my Domo Origachos, Mr. Tomatoes. Huge news. I have met, are you ready for this, Mr. Wright? Well, Mr. Wright now anyway, but um, bum Good night, folks. I'm here all week. Jack 2000. He works over at the Jumbo Jobby. You know that coffee shop in 72nd and his name is Paul. And he is cute with a capital Q. And the busier he gets, the hotter he gets. And the hotter he gets, the sweater he gets. And the sweater he gets. I forgot where I'm going with this, but the point is, me like he and he like me, and the best part is Shazam! He can see free iced coffee every time I go in, which is every hour on the hour. Thank you very much, and occasionally on the half hour. Sean was TV's comedic sensation at the time. He had Danny Kaye's physicality and Robin Williams' speed of wit with a touch of his own flamboyant flair thrown in for good measure. I couldn't get enough of his humor, and frankly, I'd argue that the show could have been called Jack and Karen, not Will and Grace, because he and Megan Mullally were so funny. The show ended in 2006. He didn't pop up again on my radar until 14 years later as the co-host of the Smartless podcast alongside Will Arnett and Jason Bateman. You know my reverence for the show because I share it on my episode titled Emily Subtle Smackdown. I fell in love with Sean all over again. It was clear he'd moved to a different chapter in his life. There were less pratfalls and snarky jokes, and he sounded older, wiser. I got to know a whole new side of him. 
on one episode of Smartless about a year ago. Sean mentioned that he was starring in a new Chicago play called Good Night, Oscar. I knew nothing about it, but I do love theater. So I got tickets early in the run. I headed to the Goodman, clapped politely when he walked on the stage, and then had my mind blown to smithereens. He took on the role of Oscar Levant, the concert pianist, composer, conductor, author, radio game show panelist, television talk show host, comedian, and film star from the 1920s to the 1950s. It wasn't the silly Jack McFarland character from Will and Grace. It wasn't the quiet and curious co-host of Smartless. This chapter introduced Sean to me in a serious dramatic role, one so convincing it took my breath away. Literally, my husband had to remind me to breathe. And then, in the last part of the show, he sits down at a grand piano and he plays seven minutes of Rhapsody in Blue. No accompaniment, no mistakes. By the time the applause hit, I don't think there was a dry eye in the room. At the time of this recording, it's currently on Broadway in New York City, and he just won a Tony for his role. Go get tickets. I'm sure you're wondering, why are you walking us through your theater obsessions, Jill? Because Sean did the unthinkable. The thing we think is impossible to do. He's transformed his talents through different chapters of his now 40-year career. And I'll bet a barrel of caffeine he's not done yet. As we entrepreneurs build our businesses, our identities get tied to what we sell for a living. Are you a consultant? A graphic designer? A lawyer? That's how you identify when you meet someone. When you shake hands with people. When you interact with people all of your workday. When you create your business cards and write copy for your website. You're that role in all of those places. We wear lots of different hats, sure. We play operations manager and mom and content creator and wife or partner and, and, and. But at our core, we attach ourselves to our entrepreneurial identity in order to do what we do. Without doing that, there's no passion which we believe brings us our success. So when there comes a time, and it will, when you want to move on from what you do, the transition can be unbearable. Life circumstances might force you to make a change. You might burn out. You might move to a new location. You might have a baby. But even if it's a joyful change, like having a baby or, say, selling your business, stepping out of your former identity into a new one isn't always the smoothest transition. I know because I did just that. A decade ago, I shut down my music management business called Paperwork Media because it was time to move on and build the founding moms. At the time, I'd actually sold a second business I started, but my identity was tied to the music business. I didn't expect how hard the transition would be. I found myself wondering, if I'm no longer a music manager, who am I? That's how everyone knows me. That's how I know me. I was actually embarrassed to introduce myself to people because I didn't know how to do it. I'd been so tied to my identity, I couldn't see any other way to walk in this world. Would people think I was crazy to move on from what I'd been so passionate about? 
Would I look like a liar? How would they know that I have any knowledge about anything? It felt like all of my accomplishments had disappeared. In trying to do something new, something that should have been celebrated, it was exciting and thrilling and courageous to make that move. I was anxious. I was overly concerned about what other people would think of me, rather than focusing on the bold steps that I was taking. Then I launched the Founding Moms, and as you can guess, everything worked out just fine. I never considered in all of my worrying that what I'd done previously would help tremendously in my next adventure. If you're like me, and you followed Sean's trajectory, applauding him all the way through, you'll notice something. We skipped his transitions. Oh no. I can't even begin to imagine what it was like to end a TV show after playing a globally recognized sensation that was Jack McFarland. Can you imagine how hard that must have been to just shut that off after eight years? It sounds terrifying. I can't fathom what it must have been like to step out of his comfy podcast recording sessions in the quiet of his home to get on stage and tackle a challenging dramatic and musical role. It takes courage to venture out, but then all that fear of failure to get on a stage in front of a live audience after all those years and do something he'd never done before? Scary. I do know two things for sure. First, Sean is human. He talks a lot about his performance insecurities on his podcast, and while it's surely a challenge to conquer, it's something that would fill anyone with fear. Second, his years of preparation have led him to the successes he's had. One chapter always prepares you for the next, even if you can't see it. He didn't fold after Will and Grace. He put himself out there and tried something new. And it worked, because his experience in the previous chapter had prepared him. He didn't decide to stop trying new things after his podcast success. He put himself out there again to do something he'd never tried before. And it worked because his previous chapters had prepared him. When it's time for you to move on to your next chapter, take a page from Sean's book and don't look back. Know that your work and world experience compounds over time, and what you did previously will positively impact what you're doing next. The courage comes not in squashing the fears that you have in doing the new thing. The courage comes in knowing that you're already prepared and all you need to figure out is how to use your preparation to move forward. If you've been in business for long enough, whatever that means to you, and you're ready to move on to your next chapter, know that you're ready. It's time. I'll be right here applauding you as you go. And now, a word from our sponsors. Looking for a new podcast? What Your Mom Forgot to Tell You Season 2 is out. Hosted by Claire Calfo, this podcast goes beyond the surface to explore the issues that impact our lives. In season two, she dives even deeper, where she has in-depth conversations with thought-provoking guests and experts alike. From mental health and wellness to social justice, personal growth, and beyond, she explores the topics that matter and provides insights and inspiration to help you live your best life. Join her for inspiring stories, unique perspectives, and expert advice that'll challenge your thinking and broaden your understanding. Tune in to What Your Mom Forgot to Tell You wherever you listen to podcasts.
don't call, you don't write. Why not do both? Text or call me at 708-872-7878 and leave me a message there so that I can talk to you in a future episode. Then go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. Pretty please. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to Sean Hayes, Aaron Rice, and Lindsay Obermeyer for making this podcast with me. And hey, thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week. Thank you.